So, Paul, I went to go see The Hobbs and Shaw. Ooh. A spin-off of The Fast and Furious. Wonderful. Yes. It... I've been wet about this for a long time. <laughs> I came out quite dry, but... It's got that Idris Elba in it. Mm. And he's playing a, a character, a villain, in fact. Is he now? Yes. Oh, I love, I love it when he does that. Would you like to know the character's name? Is it better than Stacker Pentecost? It's Brixton Law. <laughs> Does Idris Elba insist on his own That's names? That's what I'm thinking! Is, Richard, is Idris Elba inventing also his known own as names? Richard also Elba. known as Richard. Idris is short for Richard. It's very... Yeah. Very bold. Here are some other names that Idris, Idris Richard Elba has gone by in his films. Stack of Pentecost, as we know. Yeah. Balthasar Edison. Ooh. Dr. Ben Bass. Or Bass. Dr. Ben Bass. Dr. Ben like Bass. 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 All right, Idris, we get it. You got the part. <laughs> nice. Quinton Whitfield. <laughs> That's not ever a name that Idris Elba should have. Monty James. That just feels lazy, that one. It was early in his career, I think. And Mac Boone. Mac Boone. Mac- Is that a Mac Lee Ryan Boone. novel? <laughs> it's a Leanne Rhymes novel. It's a very <laughs> complicated First and concept. only. <laughs> only one needed. She smashed it right <laughs> at the park. Thomas Pynchon read it and just disappeared. God, what if... What if Thomas Pynchon is actually Idris Elba? No one knows who he really is. But you're going to say Leanne Rhymes. <laughs> it's also possible. You don't know. Well, it's no less likely. <laughs> it's actually not. Brixton Law. Fantastic. that actually prefers to masturbate to science fiction films. Specifically The Cube. Want to get lucky in The Cube? I'm Paul Cube. I definitely ain't white. <laughs> it's the end of yet another ten episodes with a couple of minisodes thrown in as well. Like sausages oh, and a spaghetti. Lucky people. I know. And speaking of depressing concepts, it's time for one of us to defend a critically scorned movie that they love, or loved, as the case may be. <laughs> it's Paul Goodman's turn. Yay. And this time he fucked up. It's 2001's Not Another Teen Movie. Did I? Did I, though? Cut to thoughts. It's not another teen movie. Prepare yourself. Road trip! For a movie that goes where every other teen movie has gone before. I heard there's some undercover reporter posing as a high school student. Uh, do either of you know where Mr. Keller's English class is? Only further. Can I get a whoop whoop? The film is directed by Joel Galen, the director of I Don't Know. His Wikipedia page is a very confusing nightmare. <laughs> This might actually be his only proper theatrical film. With that. Everything else is awards shows, which you don't usually typically think of as having a director, but, you know, somebody's got to sober up Billy Crystal. Someone literally has to be a director of this. <laughs> and I can't think of a man <laughs> better suited for the role. <laughs> Than that not another teen movie guy. Oh, God. Yeah. And the, the writers are the same. If, if you look at their page, their, their Wikipedia page, it's 1999 MTV Movie Awards, 2000 MTV Movie Awards, mm. 2001 MTV Movie Awards, not another teen movie, 2003 MTV Movie Awards. It's fucking baffling. How interesting, because I, I, they really should have gotten them on to do the rest of the movie movies. Then they'd have all been good. <laughs> they'd have all been like this. Imagine such a thing. Imagine the movie movies if it was based on really superficial references to things and crass humor and such. Imagine what a crazy world that would be. A little scamp. Subficial. <laughs> just just below the surface. They sometimes mention stuff that happens in their movies, which is, to be yeah. fair, quite a substantial step up from the like of epic movies. Thank you, and my job is done. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Epic movie is like, oh look, Borat comes in and kills Paris Hilton. <laughs> this film is, wouldn't it be typical if Borat came in and killed Paris Hilton? Oh, yeah. Based on the film that that in which that happens in which that happens <laughs> yeah it's about this time in a usual ogt episode though in which we usually talk about some highly contrived thing that's not quite related to the episode let's do that now <laughs> uh the movie is a parody film specifically poking fun at all the teen movies that there are all of them yeah up to that point 
uh, including She's All That, Varsity Blues, yeah. Ten Things I Hate About You, Can't Hardly Wait, Pretty in Pink, Bring It On, American Pie, Cool Intentions, Never Been Kissed, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Sixteen Candles, Dazed and Confused, and The Breakfast Club. Yes. I'm told, as I've not actually seen any of those movies. Well, this is what I wanted to ask you before we got into this, Paul. Yes. <laughs> In this life, how many have you seen? And uh... I don't like teen movies. My own teenage experience was a shit show, and I don't really like revisiting that time unless somebody involved is a superhero or a murderer. You, um, you were fully expecting going into this film to see a very clever send-up of Akira Kurosawa's back catalogue, which is <laughs> what qualified as your teen movies. The movies I saw as a teen. <laughs> Old boy. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, they also parry American Beauty Pool, that, that famous teen movie. They did not touch upon Carrie once, and they had the whole setup to Carrie. <laughs> it was right there. <laughs> it was right there. And those cowards didn't walk through that particular door and have the main character kill everyone in the film. That's their main crime. Including John Travolta, because always John Travolta. If you're gonna carry always, you don't, always, always. if you're gonna carry out if you're gonna get carry out and you don't kill John Travolta as a result, then you this is wasting time everyone's yeah. especially mine the critics reacted to this movie like the dumpy looking girl who doesn't get a redemptive makeover in the second act which is to say utterly worthless mm. roger stay out of my yard ebert at the chicago sun times says who does that leave in the theater the current audience for teen movies i suppose but if they're dumb enough to like them why would they be smart enough to appreciate a satire maybe this will simply play for them like just another teen movie Oh, you dumb idiots. Oh, wow. Misunderstanding it. <laughs> no, he's, say he's saying that people who are going to like this movie are too dumb to appreciate the fact that it's sat satiring, satirizing this kind of movie. And he's, he's just like, it's people like him that are to blame for Trump. That's why he's in power now. <laughs> because, Elitism. Because nobody appreciated the fact. Oh my god, are Trump supporters just a bunch of elite ironists who have just taken the joke? <laughs> Way too fucking far. <laughs> They've been underestimated time and again by the by the snobs in charge, Paul. <laughs> by the Roger Ebert's of the world. And now look at it. There's nothing to be gained from underestimating the American Pie audience. So, which is why American Pie the Wedding was, of course, directed by Ingmar Bergman. And was a treatise on the meaningless of all romantic endeavour. Starring Liv Ullman as Alison Hannigan. Christy Lemire at the Associated Press. As opposed to the Disassociated Press, which is a shit show. I would not go near it. There's just existentially, it's difficult. <laughs> it's a complicated process, getting behind, mm. inside, and through the disassociative press. However, the Associated Press said of this movie, crass, misogynistic. <laughs> Weird pronunciation. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. <laughs> misogynistic, homophobic, and racist. No, fuck it. I've got to do it properly. Sorry. <laughs> crass, misogynistic, homophobic, and racist. It lacks finesse, originality, and humor. I'm fine with crass, misogynistic, homophobic, yeah. and racist. I did vote Trump after all. Yeah. But if it lacks finesse, mm. I like those things done with a soft touch onto the trigger of a gun. I, I find that finesse is often the difference between somebody going, that's quite good, actually, and that's pretty racist, actually. <laughs> I mean, if my travel log of my experience yeah. of journeying through India is, any, is, any, is proof of anything, it is that... <laughs> There really is just a hair's breadth between thoughtful satire of a culture mm. that's not yours and just screaming abusive shit at people. A hair's breadth. Such a fine line. <laughs> and I, w I walk that line every day. <laughs> the way I live my life. <laughs> I'm trying to be racist, actually. It's just I'm not, I'm, I don't have the finesse <laughs> to be racist. I'm often mistaken for genius. <laughs> No, can't you see he's deconstructing stuff? I'm not. <laughs> I really hate them. <laughs> All of them. Every type of them. Wouldn't want to live near him. Brilliant. <laughs> not my backyard. Oh, that's what like a racist would say. I know. <laughs> he's like Al Murray. <laughs> Says the good half of Al Murray's audience. <laughs> yeah. So many layers to this. The public were no more likely to spray this gratefully over their nipples. <laughs> Lily Fuller on Google said, Liked this movie, but I think that it's reasonably like She's All That. Even the character names are almost identical. Good movie, though. So this is a woman who has no notion of satire, who watched this thinking it was a, another teen movie, disregarding the title entirely. Yeah. I just thought, this is a lot like... Now, come Hang on. Hang on. You can only go so far with this premise. 
Janie Briggs and Lainey Boggs. I well, uh, well, uh, Briggs. Did does <laughs> she think. also think that Leslie Nielsen is a fantastic dramatic actor? <laughs> he actually is, is the thing. That's what yeah. made him such a good comedic actor is that he had no well, yes, I know, but <laughs> or maybe is she Leslie Nielsen? She thinks Police Squad is a re- is basically like the Bill back in its day. <laughs> it's very good. So tense. <laughs> God, I really hope this crazy policeman is able to bring down these dangerous buffoons. Crazy policeman is that what it was called in Japan? <laughs> Police happy time. <laughs> so Atul Gupta on Google said, "Just watch this for him. Chris." Chris is it? But this movie really very funny and enjoyable. Aww. But keep in mind, watch it alone. Why? All the wanking, mate. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Is it all of the masturbation due to the copious amounts of nudity, or is it like some sort of horror experience where you'll get the most out of not another teen movie if you do watch it in the isolated circumstances of your living without the judgment of others, basically. <laughs> Look, the, the, it can have its full impact. Ah! Oh, I thought that was Chris Evans in the house. <laughs> Look, one of the greatest things about watching teen movies back when you were a teen is just the copious <laughs> opportunities to have a big old wank. And yeah, you know, some, I think some... that was it. Porkies would be on TV sometimes, and that had some big old boobs in it. Yeah, here and there. In fact, a lot of comedy movies did. I remember some really quite striking nudity in the movie Stripes, mm. the one with Bill Murray and Harold Ramis join the army. I bet there's loads of nudity in the army. You've seen Starship Troopers. <laughs> Oh yeah, co-ed showers. Comedy smash hit of the year. <laughs> it's a Paul Verhoeven film. It's what he thinks comedy is. <laughs> <laughs> naked naked gonna... bodies are funny. They're not. They're not usually that elegant. You know what? More, more of it, I say. Do you know what struck me as tragic? Go on. The sexualization of the human body to the point where I doubt women could effectively moon people. Mooning is a fabulous thing to do. To just show yeah. your butt to someone. Big old bum. And to have that be, oh! Yeah. <laughs> I've seen your butt now. Whereas because of like, you know, how heteronormative society is, but also the way in which butts, maybe butts just shouldn't be sexualized. We've got other bits. I feel like butts could be better served as a comedic item because they're silly and make funny noises. Well, the best bit about American Made was Tom Cruise, his character's insistence on mooning his family at every available opportunity. <laughs> that was a wonderful character uh, like quirk that he had. I will say that mooning, any time I've been mooned, my reaction was never, oh, no, I didn't want to see your bum. It was just, oh, <laughs> his bum. Yeah, well, that as well. Just, you know, as opposed to... But you'd run the risk, I think, if you were a lady of doing that and just having... And be like, go go on then. (laughs) More of that. (laughs) You know, we should all, we should all, as a society, we need to be moving towards a place where we can all show our butts to each other and just have it be a bit of a laugh. Yeah, Yeah. true. But butts are great and I love them. So it's (laughs) never going to happen, Paul. Shit. It's people like you. It's going to mean that Trump and his pro-butt um, fucking platform <laughs> his platform of butts will always slip ahead in the polls now Hil- hillary clinton wish she had a pro butt policy she just couldn't get around it she, i problem. feel like she does she's just afraid of saying pandering it. to <laughs> exactly butt fantasists <laughs> the butt fanaticists are the ones i what really you, worry about I, I i know everything there is to know about borts ah oh, i said borts again didn't i instead of butts Yes, yes, man and president. <laughs> Shit, I'm the worst. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like Bernie Sanders, though. He's got pretty good position on butts. <laughs> he's got a butt. He's got one. He doesn't he's... talk about it all the time, he's but he does f- actually own one. And he's not afraid to use it. So, the movie has 5.7 on IMDb, 29% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 32 on Metacritic. Yeah. Still, Paul liked it, and now here we are. So, Paul, you reformed cool guy. Whoops. Yep, chip. Yep, yep. Uh, what's one thing about <laughs> Not Another Teen Movie that made you want to break into a hysterical confession? By which I mean, why, for God's sake, why? Well, my memory of this film is that it is, it is crammed full of toilet humour, which never really appealed when I, when I was my own teen, when I was my own teen self. <laughs> um, but it had so much, so many really, really good things just crammed in between all of that, along with legitimate and well-thought-out parodies of teen movie tropes and American Beauty. It just made it a, qu- a quirk in the movie-movie franchise, and that's just how I've always remembered it. Now, I've been putting off getting into it, because, you know, I, I just knew that you were going to hate it from top to bottom <laughs> with everything that you've got. Now, that sounds like an assumption. <laughs> and you know what happens when you assume? You make a so, bottom out of flottom and bottom. Genocide. <laughs> yeah, just straight up genocide after that. Yeah. But, you know, I, you know what memory is like. It's not always perfect. 
it's pretty close, but it's 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 not always. And I thought maybe that all the good things I remembered and um, were worth talking about are not actually worth talking about. <laughs> but here we are, because uh, I can't yeah. just do Freddy Got Fingered again. <laughs> it's worth saying that you have mentioned. I think you mentioned this film in the first time we discussed this podcast as being a film that you yeah. would defend in this scenario, and you've come pretty close yeah. to doing it several mm. times. Um, in the last instance, only backing out at the very last minute and deciding to do The Life Aquatic. So it's been a long time coming. Yeah, it certainly has. And I feel emboldened by King Arthur, basically. <laughs> Which was terrible. <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, if, if Paul, you know, amazing, perfect movie man <laughs> can, can, can get it wrong in the old Read memory box, then, you know... Then maybe it's okay if I join him there. Um, <laughs> in the so, ship bin. Yeah. <laughs> right, right in that ship bin. Along with Anton Fuqua and Billy Crystal. Just being kept sober <laughs> by Joel Gallen. <laughs> why, Joel? Why? We're in the bin now. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> it always matters, says Joel. I, I expect nothing but the highest standards from you, Billy Crystal. <laughs> I fucking... Oh, shut up, Clive. <laughs> I meant to do a Billy Crystal impression then, but it ended up being a Clive Owen impression. <laughs> Just, uh, <laughs> Maybe he said it to himself. He's self-loathing. Yeah. Not again, Clive. Billy... <laughs> you bloody idiot. How many idiot. times have you led <laughs> us to the brink of going into a pub and I've steered us away every <laughs> fucking night? And I don't know why Clive Owen slash director of Not Another Teen Movie for some reason. <laughs> don't ask me. Ask, ask the gods. And it's just us looking down into the bin, poking them. <laughs> With big dildos, not another teen movie. Oh, (laughs) oh! Do you know what? They got out the bin, got on horses, ran to freedom. I'll just leave (laughs) them there. Oh, they got hit by a car. Oh fuck. Uh, Well, let's leave them there. That's the end of them. Yeah, dead forever. So, Paul, what happens in not another teen movie? It's it starts off with a parody of American Pie, which uh, I'm sure (laughs) that we all know and love. Janie Briggs is doing a Jason Biggs from American Pie. She's uh, (laughs) she's having a a sexy wank time, but instead of watching um, American porn, she's watching mm. a Mo- Molly Ringwald fo- film. A Molly Ringwald film, which I haven't seen. Um, <laughs> which is American porn in a different it's, sense. It's very, it's very true. It's something that we can all savour and appreciate. <laughs> and that, that goes wrong because uh, the whole family, the vicar, um, the grandparents come in. In an escalation that, I, that really does trump Christmas with the cranks, I have to say, Paul. And I, I die on that hill. Actually. Oh, God. I mean, it's such a narrow contest there. <laughs> like the dance. Oh. Yes. Morning, sweetie. Oh, Daddy. <laughs> what are you doing in here? What did I come in here for? It's her birthday, Dad. Oh, happy birthday, sweetie. <laughs> What's that buzzing sound? I just need a minute. Maybe they're still doing that construction next door. Where's my little angel? Happy birthday, honey. Grandma? Grandpa? Roscoe? Roscoe, go! Hello, Janie. Call her a flanagan? I brought some of your special friends down from the center to wish you a happy birthday. But yeah, she does go from masturbating to Randy Quaid, which is a <laughs> contrast akin to being in a luxury diner when the floor gives way and you fall into... Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid, yeah. <laughs> Hi, boys! <laughs> um. I'm back! No! <laughs> Fuck no! Let's blow up the shit. You needed Randy... You know what? <laughs> you actually needed Randy Quaid in every teen movie, just to, just to sort of... <laughs> Just to splice in at the possible like apex of every teenage boy's wank. I like the idea that in Independence Day, he rides up there, and him doing that has nothing to do with the explosion that ensues. They just <laughs> see him coming and are like, "Oh fuck, it's Randy Quaid!" and just blow the <laughs> blow the ship. Self destruct, just tapping it like a nervous bank teller with it during a robbery. <laughs> quick, 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 quick! Security. <laughs> oh, thank God. Anyway. <laughs> So, so yeah, that goes wrong. And and then begins uh, just, oh boy, she goes to high school. It turns out that she's part of a very poor family. Not only is she ugly as sin, um, they're very, very poor because her dad's Randy Quaid. And what do you expect, really? <laughs> you, you don't get much money for that in this economy. Not for being Randy Quaid. Well, Independence Day is now only downloaded and watched ironically or shown <laughs> once a year at um, film festivals to honour Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> the king of film so, festi- festivals. Yeah. 
He's the king of myth this year. I've um, asked I you to... I, I could have gone to see Fly last night. Yeah, I've asked you to screen The Fly, my best film. Nah, mate. We're going mm-hmm. to watch We're gonna watch Independence Day and The Lost <laughs> World because you've got to <laughs> fucking remember what you did with your talents. <laughs> and then we'll show a selection of your best films from the 2000s. Nothing. <laughs> we'll, show, we'll show a medley of them. Yeah. Fit them all into ten minutes. Well, thank, thanks to a lot of par- thanks to parodying about six hundred films in this movie, we're introduced oh, to a whole range of people. We've got the American Pie Boys who begin a pact to get laid, which they do every year. The the guy from the Breakfast Club reprises his role as um as detention man. I think. Oh I yeah. Seen it. Hang on a minute. Uh, um, Paul Gleason. Oh yeah. It's at this point, it's at this point, I write the note. I got the impression I really probably should have seen the Breakfast Club. Yeah, I, I think that's generally. <laughs> Anything with Molly Ringwald in probably should have seen, but oh well, it's a good. They don't really make a big thing of it in in this film, those particular ones, because this isn't aimed at nah, the, just a... the 80s teen movie crowd. This is just because Molly Ringwald's no, better than every, most of it. Yeah. We we also have the the she's all that slash varsity blues team led by Chris Evans, Captain America himself, hot off the heels of not another teen movie, Captain America, as he has always been known. <laughs> if you're interested, I thought maybe we could uh, go out sometime. Have you seen in public together? You haven't spoken to me in like four years, Jake. Actually, it's more like six. Because the time you're referring to when we were standing in line in that movie theater, I was actually saying hey to the person right behind you. Just a few years before he scored his iconic comic book movie (laughs) role. As Johnny. Johnny from the fucking Fantastic <laughs> Four movies. Back when I, I, I saw Fantastic Four and went, oh, is that guy from not another teen movie? I hate <laughs> Fantastic Four so much. Um, <laughs> Those are the two consecutive thoughts he had whilst watching that movie. <laughs> And, the and third one was now, something yeah. to do with Jessica Alba that is completely unbroadcastable. <laughs> Wish I was Kevin Bacon from that other movie. Meanwhile, I was lusting after the thing. Ugh, <laughs> I just love a Ugh, I, great day. I just love the idea of a man who could crush you if he fell on you. Chris Evans is is your basic prom king material. Jamie Presley enters in a bring it on sort of reference. And then Chris Evans also has a sister who's, just a cruel, who's called Cruel Intentions reference. And, uh, oh, have you seen Cruel Intentions? No. Oh, really? Okay, great. It's, it's like completely new. All of this is new to you. This is fantastic. <laughs> I knew all of the premises. All of these things have like entered into pop yeah, culture okay. fucking arena. So, yes, I was vaguely aware of all this shit. Fantastic. Janie Briggs. So, obviously, she's a, this is a she's all that reference. She has a best friend who's a 10 things I hate about you reference. Then um, the, the, the Varsity Blues reference team comes in. Um, <laughs> There's a whole football thing going on there. And they all decide to then, yeah, just follow the plot of She's All That. Yeah. They um they parody the fuck out of that pool. Yeah. Could I could I just summarize the first twenty minutes of this movie in a slightly different way? I mean, I feel like I've just said the whole plot, but please go ahead. <laughs> in a slightly different way, I would summarize the first half hour of this movie as five consecutive slow motion walk-ins some diarrhea, Asian accents, and a lot of boobs. That, that's, that was yeah. my takeaway yeah. from this. Like I said, there's a She's All That reference, a Cruel <laughs> Intentions reference, an American Pie reference. Which one is the offensive Asian accent from? We've disgraced ourselves and our families. I just got first hair on board. Is that Cruel Intentions? Is that Sarah Michelle Gellar in Cruel Intentions? It's actually all of them. They've got it in every single one of these films. <laughs> Melly, Ring- Mo- Melly Ringwald. <laughs> Maury. Maury Ringwald. Um, Maurice Wrongwong. Molly Can. Do you know know what I missed, Paul? Do you know what I missed? Road trip reference. Oh, fuck. When does the fucking mother-son thing happen? That's that's, that's Chris Evans. So basically, Chris Evans is dumped by Bring It On. And um, in order order (laughs) to try and make him feel a bit better, Chris Evans' dad introduces to him the perfect rebound girl. And it ends up being his mum. That really Um, made me think about Movie 43, man. So I felt good there. This is so much better than Movie 43. (laughs) The um, don't shake your head at me. I'm Mr. shaking Salt. my. Head. I'm gonna audibly um. Every time I shake my head in disappointment in this, I'm gonna have to it make some sort of audio equivalent. Just snort and scoff every time I say something remotely positive. <laughs> <laughs> Twat. <laughs> oh my fucking god, he's so wrong. <laughs> Look, the the plot is very very basic. The 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 she's all that plot happens. <laughs> They have vars- Varsity of Blues where Chris Evans uh, is supposed to be getting better at football, but he doesn't. So subversive. Um, Cruel Intentions comes in and there's a whole like incest thing going on there. 
Um, yeah. And then and then and then it ends. Chris Evans gets the girl, <laughs> and Ten Things I Hate About You just definitely doesn't get the girl because he's a miserable loser. <laughs> and and but it, but it's full of jokes, Paul. Full of jokes and tits and shit and penises yeah. and lots of men getting undeserved pussy. The end. Yes. At a some at some point in fucking there, the director pays a woman to walk around a uh, pu- crowded party scene naked. And I feel excellent about yes. it. Yes, it's American Pie reference. I find out that Harry Dean Stanton is in Pretty in Pink, which makes me want to see Pretty in Pink, so that's good. Marilyn Manson Eugene Levy's in a- American Pie, Paul. Does that want to make you want to see American Pie? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Funny enough, I'm not as big a Eugene Levy fucking fanatic. <laughs> but you talk about him all the time. I've got that poster. You've got that tattoo. That face mask. <laughs> That tattoo poster. <laughs> You've got that issue of tattoo, tattoo Magazine where Eugene Levy's uh, posing, sitting backwards on a chair, exposing <laughs> well, his inner thigh tattoos of Jason Biggs and Mena Tavari. His mad ink. <laughs> yeah. Marilyn Manson is played at a party, which blows my fucking mind. Well, I really you... thought that music was played, was designed to be played by people alone in their basements. Well, do you know why that is, Paul? Because uh, the Marilyn Manson video for Tainted Love is uh, not another teen movie. Yes, based. so it's I hear. starring... <laughs> All the cast of Not Under the Teen I movie. saw that uh, video when I was a young'un and didn't realise it was uh, based around a teen sex spoof. I make the note that a f- what feels like the climactic football game happens about half an hour from the fucking end, which is excellent. Made me feel great. Well, because it wasn't, because it's just a joke. It's a trigger for the third act. Yay! A third you act. Know anything about teen movie parodies, Paul. That you didn't know was coming or want. And then, yeah, the movie ends with Randy Quaid fucking <laughs> two pies. Brilliant. So yeah, it's like American Pie, <laughs> in which Eugene Levy fucks at least a pie. So yes, how's it hold up? Well, can't all be winners, can they? <laughs> no, look, I—it's pretty much what I expected. Okay. I think I'm right in that it's one of the better mo- movie movies. Sure. Yeah. Going going back to this, I remembered all the the jokes that I thought, oh god, they're probably not going to hold up that well, eh? And they didn't hold up that well. Um, <laughs> they were like the shoot shootouts and equilibrium. <laughs> Very much, ex- exact. You know, Kurt Wimmer has a lot to learn <laughs> from this movie. There's, there's there's plenty of stuff in there that I remember thinking, oh, that's that's dated, and that's there's a whole lot of there's a wheelbarrow full of dick and piss jokes and nudity jokes that even as a teenager I thought, meh. It's not really doing it for me. Mm. But the the jokes that I remembered loving and really working still really work for me. <laughs> and I've got a very long list of good things in here that um, <laughs> that, I, I, that I still love. I'll be interested to hear the list. I, I, I have a list. I think as far as I was concerned in watching this for the first time as a fully grown Paul, mm. I just felt it wasn't funny enough for me. It's um, yeah. just describing a genre trope doesn't count as an amusing parody of it. The jokes are, I found are surprisingly quite infrequent. A lot of time is spent sort of faithfully recreating moments of these mm. old 80s movies. And then when and it does 90s. make... Yeah, 90s, so mainly 90s. And when it does make jokes, it is based um, a lot on crass humour. But mm. occasionally it kind of worked as, a, as a, a movie in its own right. Like, I kind of liked Chris Evans and... What, uh, yeah. Would you pronounce it Chyla Lee? Oh, the yeah, Janie. Yeah, I I, I yeah. think the two two of them together were pretty cool. That's some chemistry there. I liked a lot of the the characters as well. They all had quirks and personalities that weren't you know that maybe took lead from uh, the movies they were parodying. Sure. But they're all the, like like had all these likable quirks and personalities. I liked Eric Christian Olsen playing the um yes. the, you know the, the the jock friend. He was my main good thing. He had a very good face. Yeah, he was great. Okay, Jakey, Jakey, about to make a big. Mistakey. <laughs> Here's the wager. Yeah. Just, just loads, just peppered with things like that, and mm. you know, even the very basic things. Like this is something that you probably, you probably got an idea of, but the guy who was basically parodying Chris Klein's performance in American Pie, uh-huh. the the guy who was known as Ox in Not Another Teen Movie, is mm. basically just, it's just a straight up, straight up piss take of Chris Klein's performance of Oz in American Pie. His impression is such a thing to behold, right? And I'm and. You know, if you grow up watching American Pie and seeing Oz as this this Chris Klein fucking sensitive, uh, I'm just in it for the for the love and respect of women, bro, and and, and all this. He's right. he, he's wonderful, and that's just a straight up surface parody, but it, it's it's right. just really fun to watch. Okay. And then there's Chris Chris Evans is a just such a great performer, mm. and you know Mia Kirshner playing his sister yeah she's, she was quite fun she was having fun in the role she's having fun and she dominates a lot of the scenes she's yeah. a really powerful character and it's just it's great to watch just like when I was a teenager it made the uh, the unfunny 
jokes where you know the the the, the English teacher who's extolling the virtues of Molière and Shakespeare then gets covered in shit and a, and a naked shitting woman. Yeah, um, which is just a big fuck you to ro- basically get out my backyard, Roger Ebert. Poor modern day moronic, feeble-minded, sophomoric excuse for a week. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> It made all of those things really tolerable. And then I love Randy Quaid. And, and, and I loved just all the little great lines in there, which we'll get into. We will. Um, I think for me, just the, 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 that scene was interesting. The scene where they sort of dump yeah. shit all over the guy who's sort of extilling. Because I feel like there, there are elements of childish, you know, juvenile humor that I like. You know, that yeah. I have liked in things. Yeah. Um, I was actually just watching fucking Reason Mortimer the other day. Their new series is okay, yeah. still going out, which they're still so fucking good because they haven't. They've hardly matured at all. Yeah. They still just give the appearance of being two kids just doing yeah weird jokes to make each other laugh. And there's something so wonderful about that. With this, uh, I mean, having just the shit pouring all over... It reminded me of just some yeah, of the South Park yeah. jokes that I never... The, the, the ones that I never liked very much. Like when... Um, you remember when they won some award, some sort yeah, of prestigious yeah. award, and decided to tie that in with the episode yeah. of Randy doing the biggest shit ever. And it's just... It's kind of fun you know the 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 length of time it goes on for makes it kind of fun but it's just not i don't know if you're gonna do that it should the point of it should be our juvenile humor is you know as funny as all this other stuff and i just found it a bit blunt for that i think good and bad taste changes as well and you know what might have been if not edgy then a little bit you know just even slightly original 19 years ago when this was made is just so bland and and well worn now whereas reeves and mortimer their, their good and bad taste is is a different kind. It's like they'll push yes. how uncomfortable you can feel at a man with a forehead <laughs> the, the size of a computer screen yeah. or something. And, and something that just goes right down into your gut there. And it's not about... Yeah. And it's not like cultural mores. It's not something that changes. And <laughs> yeah, it's, hardly it's not satire. something that they're going to get in trouble with the left from or anything. <laughs> it's just these two guys in their own little world creating all of these... these like, their own their, their own standards. And it's just really... Yeah, it's singular for that reason. It's seductive. Whereas not another yeah. teen movie just falls completely into the, yeah. you know, the gross out. It does teen movie genre. So it's it it's does. always gonna. It seems to me dated, to be only a slightly more exaggerated version of what it's satire satiring, and it's which is a similar strand to the Happy Time Murders last week because yeah, you know, having Randy Quaid fuck two pies rather than Jason Biggs fuck one just seems. I mean, for one thing, it's a slightly less interesting concept because, you know, young teenage mm. boy decides to have sex with Pi. Yeah. There's like a, a a scenario thing that's going on there, which yeah. someone with a degree of status, i.e. the audience surrogate, is deciding to do something very risky and embarrassing. Hence, yeah. comedy can occur. You'd expect Randy Quaid to be, always be fucking at least one Pi. So there's at no, least one pie. At least one pie. So there's just no differing of status there. And it just kind of... The joke, therefore, just becomes... Isn't it funny that this guy's fucking a pie? Which is... I mean... The original gag of its context. I mean, that's a complete on the surface throwaway joke. That's just that's just yeah. a very cheap reference, and it's at, at the end of the movie. And it's, I found yeah, that to be with quite no... a few of them, though. I found that was generally the theme of the humor of the thing. For really, me. you know, it's it's a very obvious criticism of she's all that, but I think it's a pretty it's a it's a pretty funny one, even if it's on the surface mm-hmm. of. Um, you know, taking it, just making it, putting glasses and dungarees on an attractive girl, and then suddenly turning her into prom queen is yeah. is a ludicrous concept. And you know, it's 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 well observed, I think. I mean, and yeah, I mean, the whole the notion of the sort of very attractive, supposedly homely girl is a fit is definitely a thing that exists in various movies, even the ones that mm. you know I've seen. <laughs> you know that that very niche area of everything except teen movies that I'm fairly well versed in. You know, you see yeah. that you, there's a girl who's meant to be quite homely. All the way back to Hitchcock, this was often the thing where the receptionist, the often gorgeous receptionist, would be, "Huh, oh, I wish yeah. I could find a man." You know, it's a shame I'm yeah. such a truck of a woman. Ogre, yeah. <laughs> in spite of the fact that they've noticed that and have a couple of scenes about it. That's the gag, you know? The gag is, mm. oh, isn't it funny that she was already quite attractive? And I think they mention it like four or five times throughout the movie. 
that this is the yeah. notion, this is the concept. Yeah, everyone. true. Could go deeper. Yeah. Um, I think that the the big difference between this and other movie movies or you know mm. comedies like this that a lot of the jokes feel character de- dependent as well. Mm. They 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 come from the characters and the performances as as well as these surface reference you know reference jokes. And it's just it's just enough for me to sort of knit it all together, and mm. you know it's why I've got this this crazy long list. I mean, what would what would Epic Boofy be without Kevin Hart? Well, what would any what any of us be without Kevin Hart? <laughs> this stage, he is the true heart of all of us, and the true Kevin oh. of all of us. Yeah, the truest Kevin. <laughs> he's my true Kevin. He is. It's where I draw my Kevin. Yeah. Well, ever since Kevin Spacey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta switch up the Kevins. Kevin Costner. Nah, so, no energy there whatsoever. Yeah. He's actually, you know, he gave that con- that that conference call. I meant to say conference, but conference call definitely. Where he's like, <laughs> "I'm actually, I'm going to be the new Kevin Spacey," and and then before anyone could ask him, he's like, "No more questions," and he just ran ran away. <laughs> Ended well, the Skype call. In what context? Oh no, this could be terrible. <laughs> Somebody stop Kevin Costner, but he's already on his horse. He's on his horse, his postman <laughs> horse that he uses. <laughs> they let him keep that. <laughs> they said, "Look, this movie is so fucking long and boring. Just take the horse." <laughs> I don't see how those two things are connected, but thank you. Help us forget, Kevin. <laughs> Maybe if you ride away fast enough, you'll take the movie with you. Just go. <laughs> tip, 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 tip. Faster, Kevin. Faster. <laughs> tip, 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 tip. Get that tip. movie out of here. <laughs> Whoa there, Nelly. Not so fast. Tip, tip, <laughs> oh, tip. No. That's a speed I like, Kevin Costner. <laughs> we know. We watched the film. <laughs> we watched so- all your films. <laughs> Oh fuck me! All right, man. Well, look, let's get to some of these funny gags, yeah. and we can we can see if we can feel a bit more positive about it when I'm not just thinking about a big pile of shit falling onto someone's face, which on, is then. generally speaking when I start to feel better about stuff. Every time I go on holiday, <laughs> you know, there's always the adjustment period. So let's let's get through that now. There's always the adjustment bureau. Click that. I think you better take two steps at a time, my man. Otherwise, we're not getting to the bottom of this staircase okay, together. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm, I'm two floors down. Uh, the op- the opening scene when she's using the vibrator. There's a bit there where she just goes hands free, and uh, I think that's there's a certain cavalier approach to that that I really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, you're really taking your life in your hands when you go for that. With Randy Craig, Quaid just nearby. Yeah. <laughs> Randy Craig. He's the Daniel Craig, Randy Quaid, fucking hybrid, ever horny son of Daniel and Randy. <laughs> Yeah, it is a risky maneuver, but there's only one way to grab at it and also choke yourself a little. That's what I've learned from experience. That's what I've learned from <laughs> Yeah. You gotta grab a bit of yourself that's not the bit that you're supposed to be grabbing. Otherwise, what are you? And why are you here? Otherwise, you know, it's like a fine delicacy. You've gotta dip that chicken McNugget into the barbecue sauce. <laughs> Before you grab your tit. What? Ah. No, you lost me, mate. <laughs> Can't go into Burger King anymore. Keep asking for McNuggets. <laughs> also, you're Kevin Spacey now. <laughs> uh, you did the wrong Kevin Spacey. Imagine that as a Twilight Zone episode. Peter Johnson went to bed as a perfectly ordinary tax accountant for zoologists. But in the morning, he's going to wake up in a terrifying nightmare. He's about to step into the Costner Zone. Get back to Conqueror, you. Oh, sorry. The orchestra drags their stuff out. <laughs> To Nevada. <laughs> it's the Rod Serling Band. Why do we have to play in Nevada? <laughs> Imagine a band caught in a radioactive wasteland. <laughs> They're caught in a cool game called My Production Schedule. Play <laughs> <laughs> <By> Howard Hughes. <laughs> 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 okay, my second, my second good thing. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a long <laughs> <Fuck> odd episode. <laughs> I, I, I really do like the escalation of the family coming in, and then the grandparents, and then and then the Reverend. I think it's a good rule of three. Yeah. And Randy Quaid is it? Randy Quaid is in there. He's in there. He's part of that whole situation. But hey, there's several situations yeah. that have Randy Quaid in them that we have to come to peace with. I have to acknowledge that National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is one of the best movies, one of the best Christmas movies ever. And Randy Quaid is part of that scenario and complements it well. So we just got to deal with it, you know. In the same way that just a tablespoon of um, shite is absolutely necessary for good sausage rolls. <laughs> Just a tablespoon, though. <laughs> Nary a bit more. Give away far too many of my culinary sequence this, sequence, sequences this week. <laughs> oh, this will give a bit of insight into um, the different pace at which we're working. I really like Chris Evans looking at the picture of himself. I think... <laughs> that was, no, that was yeah. great. That was fantastic. That was really good. Chris Evans has a good, nice guy face. And uh, he yeah. used it to 
sort of alarming effect in this. He's he's great in this, and I will I will just follow up by listing some of the things that I really liked of Chris Evans. <laughs> His delivery in general. Mm. It's it's so good in this. Um, he's got a bit of a. I think he's channel, channeling a bit of Shatner in mm. this. Just you know when he's talking to Reggie Ray and he's like, "The doctor said you had a blood clot the size of a grapefruit. Five more concussions and you'll die." Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Good smoothness there. The bit when they're at near the end when um, Janie's talking about how she needs twenty thousand dollars to get to her art school in Paris. Oh my God, Janie, do you realize my parents give a scholarship to a girl who can't get into art school every year? Really. That's amazing! Yeah! This year we gave it to Lupe Rodriguez, the Mexican finger painter. I think he'd really like her work. Yeah. With the, the eyebrows and the, the smug nodding face, yeah. he's just great. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's got a great bastard face. I like that about him. Oh. Well, it doesn't fool me, though. I can tell he's still the nicest guy ever. Shall I, shall I just list the other Chris Evanses that he I've got well. to move this yeah. along? Or? <laughs> Let's right. move this fucking along, mate. <laughs> One of mine is just squint. I don't even know what that fucking means. From Chris Evans? I don't know! I All just right, wrote okay. squint and then dropped the pen and walked away. <laughs> this will do. <laughs> Gotta go wash me nuts again. Um. <laughs> oh, twice is enough. <laughs> Never enough. Every other bit that I've got in here now, I've deleted a couple of things just to move this along. Okay. Um, we've got the other Chris Evans bits are bits that are really good for other reasons. So I'll save those for later for you. Fantastic. No worries. <laughs> no worries, your little muffin. I'll save them. Put a bet on when they're going to come in. God, he does look out for you, that bloke. <laughs> Treat- <laughs> Until he, doesn't. he treats his mum awful, but complete strangers. He's lovely. He's lovely to oh. him. Oh, he hates it. He's a, he's a hates his mum, but it's really nice to the average yeah. bloke on the street. All right. Yeah. He's really nice to all the blacks, isn't he? <laughs> Absolutely loves them. As long as they're not his mum. Now, <laughs> uh, in that case, I'll go straight into my second one, <laughs> uh, which is that that guy really does look a lot like Wes Bentley. Picked a good guy there. The guy who's got to be eh? the American beauty alike. Pretty yeah. good face. Pretty good. It's, pr- it's Bentley face. And maybe that's why they put Ameri- an uh, American beauty reference in there, despite the fact that it's not a teen movie, because they <laughs> found this guy who just looks like Wes Bentley. You're beautiful. I must put you in my film. <laughs> so I'm just here to take part in the 2002 MTV Movie Award. I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> this isn't my future. Look, it's, it's either this or it's Neil Breen's film, mate. So what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> He's also roaming the, the awards. <laughs> Come and be in my movie. I'm Goldie Horn. <laughs> That's okay. I don't mind. What? <laughs> I don't mind if you're old. <laughs> Frankly, it's insulting. <laughs> Lacey Chabert's in this pool. Yeah, I like Lacey nice Chabert. Chabert. It, it's a shame that her, her powerful moment at the end ends with giving that guy a hand job. <laughs> what do you expect from me? Do you think I'm just going to have sex with you? No. No, no, you, you don't understand. Because I, I am not some kind of cheap slut. I don't screw every pathetic guy that gives me a letter. I give them hand jobs. Oh, that's fine. That's uh, oh, well. very much expected. When Ricky, the, uh, the 10 things I hate about you boy, comes up and he gives, he gives Janie another, uh, gives her a mixtape. And she just turns, she's like, oh, how sweet. And she just turns around and dumps it in a locker full of mixtapes. Oh, yeah. That was a really good, brutal punch in the face moment. It was funny, I thought. Okay. Maximum Capacity 2 Boys, written on the vent. Oh, okay. <laughs> good sight gag. Yeah. There we go. You're getting into the swing of it, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the token black guy is great, and that's really well escalated. Good performance there. Yeah, really good performance. Um. They, they, they. He introduces himself as the guy who only says things like "damn shit" and "that's whack," yeah. and they do that in in three separate jokes. And then the next time that he's in it, and Eric Kristen Olsen saying something ridiculous, his only response is to go "bling bling," and it's <laughs> yeah, it's like you, <laughs> so fucking stupid. I love it. I was surprised by the football death guy gets torn in half. That was a that was a surprising little yeah. moment there. Yeah. And, I, I, and I love the ADR in that of, of walk it off, Marty. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good line. Yeah. And I really like the football coach when he's, when he's introduced to Chris Evans, just um, ending an argument by picking him up and snapping his back over his knee. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and, but also his, his ending every sentence with God damn it, just escalating to the point where he's just going, God damn it, God damn it. And <laughs> spitting all over the place. That's, That's great. pretty good. I really love that. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, okay, when uh, Jayma Mays, I don't know her name, when she says, when the main chick says to her, uh, her Randy Quaid yeah. that she's keeping. Is something wrong? You're awfully quiet at dinner tonight. 
Daddy, you were passed out on the table. It was a nice sort of underplayed sort of implication of <laughs> horror there that I enjoyed. <laughs> you know, first of all, that Randy Quaid would have noticed that and yeah. that he's using such a gentle kind of fatherly tone when he's such a fucking mess. Um, yeah, yeah, that was quite amusing. He's just trying to be such a nice dad, but he's just such a horrible <laughs> visage of humanity. <laughs> and that's the burden that uh, Randy Quaid has to live with. For all of us. <laughs> he, he sucks for our sins. I might not be the best dad. I'm not fucking Randy Quaid. I just I love to think that Cap this is if not 100% then 75% responsible for Captain America. <laughs> I just think like cuz cuz Johnny Flame is not going to not would not have done much. No, clearly they fucking watched not another teen movie and were like we need this guy to represent America's interests overseas. <laughs> that fits. That works, <laughs> I think. Fan fucking tastic. The whole Janie's got a gun scene I quite liked. First of all, just yeah. um the idea that he would not be able to find a good song based on her name. And so yeah. it's like performing a really cumbersome song that doesn't lend itself to being bellowed from the galleys like that. And, you know, yeah, because I know it's a sad out the 10 things I hate about you seeing with Heath Ledger with the Joker, Heath Ledger, you know, he introduces a little anarchy and everybody loses <laughs> their mind. So there's that, there's the fact that everyone takes the lyrics seriously and the sort of escalation yeah. there with the police She's showing got up. A gun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's that quite amusing. Yeah. I, I like that. It's very, that was getting into slapstick, I think, with everybody yeah. freaking out. There's a scene just before Janie comes up, comes down the stairs as a new beautiful self. self oh, where yeah. Chris Evans and Randy Quaid are just sitting side by side on the couch. And I just felt right, you know? <laughs> it's just like something that should have happened. Chris Evans and Randy Quaid just being buds. Check it out in Independence Day 4. <laughs> the 7th of July. Back. We fucked this up. <laughs> Trump's moved it. <laughs> I, and, and then when Janie falls through the stairs, there's also the Randy Quaid line. Come on out of there, honey. Quit farting around. <laughs> It's a good dad line. It's a good line. Oh, yes. Uh, when Chris Evans goes from one room to the next in order to cover his genitals in cream, he does just a yeah. little skip and a little dance out of the room, which... Uh, no. Yeah, that was quite good. I'm pretty sure he's responsible for yeah. the squint that I felt obliged to note without any further Surely. context. Surely. He's a squint boy. He is squintman. Such a sexy squint boy, though. He's Captain Squintman. <laughs> they didn't, shouldn't have shame they didn't go with that. Look out! It's Captain Squintman! Remember... <laughs> That was one of Marvel Comics' early uh, like Chinese characters. He had a Fu Manchu, and it was very <laughs> offensive, actually. Hear, very problematic. Hear no evil, see no evil, squint <laughs> no evil. What? Oh, no. I really love the Compton Wildcats. Oh, right. Um, the whole thing of them coming over and going, we know that you've been stealing our routines. And, the, and Jamie Presley is... Go, there's no way, you're just jealous, and they go over and perform the We're the North Compton Wildcats, we're black and we know it. We are the North Compton Cats, we're black, we know it, we shake our big booties and show it, we ain't white, we ain't white, we definitely ain't white, break it down, niggas! Mm. It's just, sometimes a joke really works when you hammer it into, into your own face. Yeah. And this is one of those... One of those examples. I think it's amazing. I just didn't cross that line for me. I just found it. No, it just didn't get me there. <laughs> uh, just didn't get me over fair. that line. Sabrina the Teenage Witch shows up. Yeah. She's a bit weird now, but she was Sabrina. Yeah. Hey. Good why, stuff. Why is she weird now? Um, She appeared in God's Not Dead 2. Oh, fantastic. Supported, supported Mitt, Mitt Romney's uh, presidency. Uh, now, come... Doesn't that seem so innocent now, though? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> He was very much the lesser of every weevil in the house. And in the last election, yeah. actually supported the Libertarian Party. So I guess you drew the line at Trump. So just a bit weird, you know. Very much, if We're you're all a bit weird. on the Costner to Spacey scale, she's on the, the brighter side of the Kevins. She's, she's not even the Kevin Hart. I like that scale because Kevin Spacey, you mention him and it's like, oh God. You mention Costner and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> so it's very much the two antipodes there. Kevin Hart, you don't know what to think anymore. He's on a whole. F he's the third way. You see, he's a multi a multi coloured spectrum new, in himself. He's new Kevin. He's the best of both worlds. <laughs> or when you make spacey and Costner. Or really, is he just spacey light? If you get my meaning, vote for a new brand of Kevin. Oh fuck! <laughs> Who is it? I hope he. I hope he hosts. The shit Oscars for horrible people. <laughs> they already have that. Um, it's called the Rotten Tomatoes. No, it's called the Golden Raspberries. It's called the Oscars. It's called the Oscars. Ah, <laughs> satire. Oh, That's what this movie could have done with more of. 
Chris Evans has a line about the doll that um, Jamie May is. I'm just going to keep calling her that. Is remembering. And all I wanted was one of those little Betsy Wetsy dolls. I remember those. You push her belly, she'd piss all over herself. And there's good, yeah. uh, there's good um, sibilance going on in that sentence, and also some good sort of hard consonants that uh, allow humor to flow. Uh, excellent. Mm. I'm a big fan of the almost throwaway line of Chris Evans when they're in the airport at the end and he and he's finally being honest instead of quoting movies right. um, to try and like get Janie to stay in America with him. And he's talking about how it's not actually going to work out because they you know they'll have a nice summer and he'll go they'll, he'll go to uni and he'll get drunk and they'll, they'll have an argument and mm. he'll get drunk and sleep with someone and and uh, he, he says you'll find her panties and call me a slut and. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just love the specific, it's partly the, the delivery. Yeah, it's it's that, and mm. the idea of somebody calling Chris Evans a slut, I think, is is a, is a nice little. Cool men, men can be sluts too, and I think that's, I think that's very there's progressive. A, think of Chris Evans, there. There's a playfulness to when it's used against men. Look, you little slut. You know, it doesn't carry. Yeah, I know, it, and, I, and you know, I, the social. I think it, I think ways. it just needs to be playfulness. Yeah, you're right. Mm. It needs to be equally playful Ugh. for both genders. Mm. I think it's like the repurposing of the N-word. I feel like it's just always going to be a word that carries with it a huge amount of discomfort for me. Like, great if, like... It's great if the sluts want to reclaim it for themselves. But for me, <laughs> I'll always try and avoid using it, especially casually in a joke like that. Well, I, th- I think it's... Like I just did. <laughs> well, that's jokes, isn't it, mate? It is jokes. It's mad jokes. Yeah, it's just... It's just jokes. If 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 you don't like it, it's a joke. <laughs> no, that's the birth no, Barry Humphreys approach. It's genuinely a joke, but also, <laughs> um, I think I think it's something that you can you can use. You know, when when you're friends, if you if you're calling someone like a stranger a slut, then that's a whole different implication. Of, you know, of, of what you're getting at with that. Because you think, huh, you don't know me at all. It's interesting that you'd you'd feel comfortable using that. <laughs> I also feel it's just not a comfort thing for me anymore. Maybe it once was, but it's just there are certain words now. And to some extent, it's liberating because I don't have to worry about the context of these words because I just never want to use them. Because <laughs> <laughs> is it when is it appropriate? You when is it appropriate to use these words? Don't give a fuck, mate. <laughs> just, w- just won't. It's fine. It's really easy, actually. There's lots of other words. Here's one. Fire. Yeah, but you start using that though, and someone will someone will take offense. Oh, and eventually... someone. It'll be the F word eventually, mate. Oh no! I love the F word, fromage. Can't even. I've got to use it every day. Yeah, well, you overused it, mate. You made it a symbol of hate. And <laughs> now look at it. Fine, deserves it. Um, I really like Mr. T. I feel like he's generally got really mm, I good tell delivery. You like that. And he didn't shout in this one really at all, but he's still got that no. really forceful comedic presence. How did you? I've been watching you, kid, doing practice in the hallways, in the locker rooms, taking a shower, whipping other boys with a wet towel. Mm, until you kind of like that. Oh, how is any of this supposed to be helping me? You're right. Forget about what I said. The main thing, you got to go out there, believe in the ball, and throw yourself. Yeah, he's funny. I like him. Hey, Molly Ringwald was great. She was a fucking force in this at the end. She comes in with some acting talent and some attitude. Why don't you lose the I'm the cute and sensitive popular boy with a big sideburns routine? It's just too pathetic. And for once, tell Janie what's true in your heart. Stop being such a little bitch. And you, Janie, little miss other side of the tracks, awkward rebel girl with the pseudo-intellectual glasses. Why don't you wise up to Jake's bullshit? Stop being such a dumbass. <laughs> that was really great. She had some attitude and she looked right down that camera. Um, I just jerked off in your French toast. I'm getting pussy no matter what. Even if it's with dirty slut. True love is what I want the most. I just jerked off in your French toast. Oh right, there's a lyric in the, the, the song. The song was quite fun. I quite like the song and unexpected. Yeah, unexpected and some fun throwaway lines that maybe they got away with more so because it was in a song. You can legitimize <laughs> yeah. it like that. Absolutely, I love songs. I love jokes and songs. If if it's a joke and it's not funny, then it's a song. <laughs> no, uh, I I also like the end of it when they finish their dance number and they're just looking up at the sky where the camera is and you know breathing yeah. and a couple of them are like falling out of uh, falling out of position and yeah. just trying to maintain it. Yeah, well, actually, I actually kind of smiled when um, the Alan Rucker like um, got together with um, Sarah Michelle, not her. The um, sort of cruel yeah. intentions check that yeah made me smile. Yeah. That is disgusting. Yeah, can't believe no one's ever taken a dump on your chest before. Yeah, it was yeah. An unlikely well, coupling, and those are always yeah fun. Ex- 
exactly. And it wasn't just a sort of, you know, I don't just jerk off every guy who, you know, I don't just have sex with every guy who writes me a letter. I give them hand jobs because that's deserved. It was, it was actually like, oh, there's a nice guy and someone who's like, it's a redemptive arc for the sister. Yeah. Like, oh, like in a real movie. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure in the real movie, they just run over with a bus or something. I don't know. No, they arrest her for cocaine possession. I actually had someone explain the plot to me today. <laughs> oh, good, in preparation. <laughs> I really like the, the, the scene where the dad sets Chris Evans up with his mum. I think it's just fucking bizarre. And mm. and I've, I've always loved it. And coming back, I just thought it was just still so good. Just such a horrible, <laughs> weird situation. And elevated above the, the usual like dick and shit humour in this, in this film. <laughs> yeah, to incest no, humour. Yeah, the next, the next perfect. Year up. <laughs> it's it's the it's the way it's the more subtle way that 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 thing plays out. Not subtle, but underplayed. I think mm-hmm. um, it's 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 <laughs> it's not as, it's not as gross as it could be on the put. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a very nuanced, well thought out incest bit. It, it's it's not as they don't go for gross out on the surface. It's about what's implied and the demure way that the mum is introduced by the dad. It's just such a weird situation. The naked exchange student. There's the bit where she's talking about. Um, She's just an object of lust for poor nerds who can't get American pussy. And the principal mm. has the kindest smile ever before going, <laughs> well, isn't that lovely? <laughs> just a really nice moment. You know, I've been recently really leaning towards English quaint names for the vagina because I'm really yeah. starting to dislike the word pussy. God mm. almighty, I'm really coming out against it. But like foof or, f- <laughs> or fanny. I don't know. As a yeah. kid, I would have dismissed such things as being too coy or quaint. But I'm starting to enjoy the lameness of them. Oh, the slight rubbishness nice. of them. I think that's... It, it robs it of its impact a bit. And I like that. Okay. <laughs> it's a nice soft vaginal concept that we can all use to keep us warm. Soft vaginal concept was <laughs> your <laughs> proposed... <laughs> proposed, proposed project with Brian Eno. And he's my yet proposed to bridge over the River Seven. They said there already is one. You don't need to be doing this, and that's a terrible <laughs> name. But <laughs> we can all agree it's a soft vaginal concept. Um, <laughs> at, okay, at Brazzers, everybody, we'll get this. We'll, we'll make this revolution happen. Um, Brazzers are definitely the ones for soft vaginal content. In my exp- in my, experience. it's about it's about time. Well, that's why we need to at them. They've got a long way to go. Kevin they can Hart. become they can become the leaders in gentle pornography. I'd love a bit of gentle pornography. You yeah. know, when you go to the library and... <laughs> and the plumber turns up. And the plumber turns up at the library. And you so, just gently toss each other off into the <laughs> into the books. You know, no, 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 none of your screaming and your panting and your shoving stuff up the and other. You, yeah. And you're slapping and calling each other various relatives of yours. You just have a bit, a bit, of, a bit of a little, you know... Toss off into Les Mis. Yeah, just toss it off. Just toss one off into the Les Mis. Yeah. Just flick the bean. Over crime and punishment. The, the the plumber says, "Let's let's do it in Les Miserables," and you think that's adorable. <laughs> and you go, I, "I will toss off his enormous penis." <laughs> Tell you what, love, wouldn't mind eating you out over the photocopier. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe after lunch. <laughs> gentle, gentle porn. We're we're closed <laughs> for thirty minutes. You see, after after <laughs> lunch, it gives us a chance to sleep and catch up on our toss offs. <laughs> It gives us a chance to catch up on the orvals. And uh, cue an elect- uh, like a keyboard rendition of Fast Love. <laughs> Sounds a bit intense to me, mate. I want a sort of prog rock. <laughs> so Pull me slow, under by Dream Theater. Melodic fucking synthesizer solo. Da, for my gentle porn. I can't keep pace to this. Oh, no, that's not what I, I wanted to play. Da, 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 da. Da, da. 21st century <laughs> schizoid man not iron man <laughs> fucking king crimson yeah that's definitely the vibe i'm going for <laughs> <laughs> but played on a sitar <laughs> they do it those crazy bastards and I'm, and, I, and I'm done i will say there were good freeze frames at the end um when they were showing the cast list they froze oh, yeah. the froze the images in good places but i think ultimately the best thing all well, the yeah i'd say the best thing in this film is the um the Molly Ringwald speech, because it did offer a level of not only reference, but interrogation of these tropes, as opposed to just observation, that could have been much more welcome in other places of the film as well, Hmm. in which they actually sort of made a statement about some of the 
bad messages taught by this kind of film mm. and offered a slight an interesting perspective as well as being funny and that's something that mm. you know it seems like the film kind of stuck its nose up at a few times so insisting instead that they just sort of resort to its own style of humor but it's nice that they demonstrated themselves at least capable of it yeah and and, and i think there's there are other moments like in what could seem like a very surface i listen to bikini kill i read sylvia plath i wear dungarees Mm. there's 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 stuff to think about within the movie as well Mm. it's hard though because there's lots of (laughs) boobs well you would disagree (laughs) you you would disagree because you think the opposite of what i just said (laughs) typical 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 of someone who doesn't agree with me (laughs) and i hate that (laughs) i think trump's doing wonderful things Um, a lot of things <laughs> he's done a lot of things that's for sure <laughs> we um, can all agree on that and do you know what we can agree on paul what's that the importance of the ogt holy shit it's underfunded the ogt <laughs> they're an institution the ogt what are you gonna do when you've got your ogt needs and nowhere to go get in queue at nhs not gonna help you mate yeah. go to suffolk library <laughs> excuse me i wanted to check in with the ogt i'll stop you there <laughs> Aussie nerds uh, Aussie nerds said this and then he posted a picture of uh, oh, a naked Chris Hemsworth with, with cream on his tits and berries on top of the cream on his tits and then a cream on his ass and a banana coming out of his ass. fantastic it's everything you yeah, could possibly want there. from a satire yeah take that juvenile uh, that's Varsity Blues I believe Paul so uh, but it's but it's on a, it's on a, a woman does it oh so it's actually a very clever Look how ridiculous it is if it's on a man. Look how look how constructed are our gender roles, observe. Also, this is Captain America. You don't know it yet, but... <laughs> Juvenile would be proud. Blockbusters podcast said, Most of the jokes seem very corny now, but at the time they were quite fresh and a very good meta film sending up those tropes. Plus, Chris Evans is just awesome in it. I will take your word for it. Elliot J. O'Neill of The Simpsons Index said, <laughs> Randy Quaid's method acting. <laughs> holy fuck sudden double deep at sdd film podcast said that's disgusting Catherine. you're my sister only by blood <laughs> which is a very very good line it's a silly line i just wanted to leave that for the og team because i think it's a very big cool. moment there uh committee quest said the slow clap scene i think that was that film <laughs> it was that film that was melissa joan hart was in Impassioned. it and uh and yeah good es- good escalation and subversion at the end that led to more people beating up poor ricky from 10 things i hate about you as deserved as i think deserved. gross fuck that guy uh so the big big show says dawson do you have any lotion i have a rash and i don't actually i don't actually remember that from the film so i'm gonna have to go back paul go back and watch it now and let me know um exactly where that is in that film so we can so we can come back and discuss everything again hello og team i didn't do that sean flurl from Babybeard. You'll know him. You'll love him. You'll want him back. He's, he's, he's tweeted in to say, I actually remember enjoying this movie. Oh, well, I guess we'll know by the end of the episode if it was a good man or a bad man. Which is very clever because that's... Um, is that your name? Sorry? Were you listening? No, sorry. I got distracted. <laughs> I'm really tired. Say it again. <laughs> no, it's, it's all good. I think it's, I think it's best just... Um, it wasn't a very good joke. And I think it's best if it's just met with the silent disdain that, that you hold for me in a general... <laughs> on a daily basis Fuck. from facebook ellen graham said baby josh radner and also don't expect me to ever believe that a movie with chris evans naked body could ever be a bad thing <laughs> it's certainly and... i mean the thing is a picture of chris evans body fulfills much of the same purpose i find you can't you can't see the ripple of the muscles when he's walking and and <laughs> and, and trying to maintain that whatever he's maintaining in that scene how about a you stereos- can't catch that with mere photography sir how about a stereoscopic stereoscopic sort of hologram thing oh yeah that'll work <laughs> finally mark reed said it pokes fun at that stupid plastic bag in american beauty fuck you That's sir it. <laughs> That's it. i'm coming for you <laughs> we're all coming for you different reasons thanks ogt Yeah, thanks, OG Team. Yeah, thanks. Paul, where can people find out about the one good thing? Oh, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, you can find out on Gmail as well. Send us an email at gmail.com, at ogcpod at gmail.com, at gmail.com, at ogcpod at gmail.com, at gmail. The, yeah, we're there on Insta, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher. We're just ev- we're everywhere at this stage. We're like a, a virus. Sure. Um, or 
we're just a wave of football hooligans after a particularly rousing performance by their local team, <laughs> FC Football Club. We are like a virus. We're like a Jeff Goldblum-designed virus, delivered personally by Randy Quaid. Or a very strange Idris Elba name callback to it. A... Ah, <laughs> oh, remember the intro? Oh, we did it. Love it. Brilliant. <laughs> we're consummate professionals. Ted Supercop. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> perfect. You're, you're, you're now a genius, Idris. <laughs> and now a genius. <laughs> Loads of it cuts to people in the stock exchange just going, buy, sell Elba, sell Elba. <laughs> um, yeah, so see you next week for a whole new decade of, of shit. <laughs> We're going to get right back into recommendations month. And we might just have a very special guest. It's Kevin Hart. It's Kevin Hart. Come to talk about his new movie. Welcome to the penis. Oscar tweets. <laughs> Welcome to the penis colon Oscar tweets. It's I'd a whole new concept. It's in 4D. <laughs> it's going to rock every single part of your world. What a noble name. I'm big, I'm big <laughs> on this. I'm big on Welcome to the Penis colon Oscar tweets. And I think that you should be too, listeners at home. <laughs> and I'm Paul Salt. And I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, the one good thing about... 10 things I hate about this movie is that Molly Ringwald sometimes is necessary just to come in and summarise what the whole thing was about before Kevin Hart can get there. Help us. Ah, oh, Paul, you are surpassing <laughs> yourself. <laughs> I appreciate that you might fuck her after. <laughs> Eat them after you fucking kids. <laughs> I don't know how sex works. <laughs> Stop the fucking presses. We've got a tumor. <laughs> no way. Fuck me, a second tumor. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> a third one! A third one! <laughs> Rupert Everett really went underground for a while there. Um, 19 years he was. <laughs> literally underground. underground. Mum, what was that? That was Matthew Broderick. So we'll get <laughs> you a new cat. Never come back. <laughs> Just run. Play chen- chess with. Chennis with. Play tennis. It's chess and tennis. Chess rate you get. Chesty tennis. Chesty tennis. <laughs> that's Brian Brown's heart. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just full of fucking cholesterol. You can't walk past a scissor one, eh? Ah. Every odd day. Nice hot sausage. Fucking democracy sausage. <laughs>